Man, you come right out of a comic book. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Welcome to Screen Mayhem Extra. This episode, we have Screen Mayhem's lead film reviewer and co-host of the One Good Thing podcast, the magnificent Paul Salt. How's it going, Paul? Very well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, we're you uh, actually wanted to throw one of these together because you did a top thirty of twenty eighteen list, which is pretty great um, out on the site. Mm. Um, I still haven't seen your number one yet, and I won't spoil it here. But um, I do have it playing at the theater down the street for me. So I think we're going to see it maybe tonight. Yes. Yeah, very excited for that. But we wanted to talk about your picks of the biggest films. Yeah, I mean, you Mm. just went out and you looked at the biggest films of the first half of 2019. These are the big blockbusters. These are the ones that we thought we should talk about. Yeah, these are the ones that really stood stood out for me. So the the ones that are part of the big franchises and the, um, you know, the larger reboots and remakes and such. The stuff I recognized. All right. Which one starts us off? Uh, let's go with Glass, a okay. film that I think might already be out in some parts of the world. That's amazing. Um, or, or at least will be out very, very shortly. Um, I ha- It's not out here yet, I don't think. Um, okay. Because I'm pretty excited to see it. I'm a big fan of, mm. uh, of Unbreakable, and uh, Split was pretty magic. So we're all excited to see if he can do it again. <laughs> well, Unbreakable is, might be my favorite Shyamalan. Yeah. Um, and Split was really entertaining. It was quite, <laughs> quite, very strange, um, and very enjoyable in terms of its premise. And that the the twist at the end that it was a sequel to Unbreakable was a real. Oh, that was a lovely moment. That was a real sort of rug pull that I really enjoyed, and probably the first time I've been genuinely delighted by an M Night Shyamalan twist since Unbreakable. Right. So. Um, I thought it was really yeah. neat. Um, I don't know if I expected the twist. I think I did, or maybe somebody spoiled it for me. What mm. I really like, it's it's what he's trying to do and what he's done. It's this world of, of heroes or villains, and they're not yeah. they're not just black and white. It isn't just Superman, you know. He flies mm. and has all these cool things and kryptonite. But it is that, because yeah. he's strong and he's got some psychic ability and, and he can... Um, and he can drown. <laughs> so just yeah, kind of, yeah, absolutely. And it's for me, it's this tantalizing prospect of a superhero movie that is not driven by action. It's a movie in which there are superheroes, there are supervillains, but there's no... I, I don't know if this new movie has action sequences. Unbreakable didn't. Split, you know, kind of did in its finale. But, you know, the closest thing to a big action set piece this franchise has had is when Bruce Willis wrestled that guy into a pool right. in the original Unbreakable. So... I'm very interested as to how the actual action plays out. Is it a series of conversations? That would be fairly Shyamalan-esque. Mm-hmm. Well, split, I mean, what I did like is it, it mm. was a creepy premise, this this lunatic with a split personality mm. kidnapping women because one of his personalities yes. believes he needs to do this in order to become the beast. Yeah. But what was yeah. cool is his transformation into the beast was... That was where my eyes popped because, like, the whole thing. I'm like, well, this is better than the one with the old lady and the old man and the kids. <laughs> and it's better, yeah. yeah. So, but that was the moment. I'm like, his skin kind of glowed blue, and he was invulnerable. Mm. And I'm like, oh fuck, I felt this before, and I realized it was unbreakable, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very I excited. Mean, it's, it's 
I'm excited too, but part of me is excited by the prospect that it might be terrible. <laughs> I know it's horrible to say so, but I don't know. Shyamalan has put me through so much. Sometimes genuine joy, sometimes utter misery. Right. You know, for the podcast, we've covered um, The Happening, which is one of our favorite films that we've watched for this thing because what? it was so hilarious. Why? It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, was, yeah. that was that was my imitation. What? Was... <laughs> oh god, amazing! Yeah. It's just yeah, and Zoe Deschanel with her massive eyes. We can't well, just be passive observers. <laughs> well, watching the trailer for this, I can say mm. I saw scenes that were like yes, and I saw other scenes mm. where I'm like, come on. Well, I just don't <laughs> understand why. Um, I mean, he'll have to explain it, but um, Anna Taylor Joy, why? Oh why, yes, why would she be back and? Like, I don't know. Yeah, was... she got out. Right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty happy to see her, though, because I do love Anna Me Taylor too. Joy. She's been Me in too. the I best totally, films I was like, last few years. Yes, it's her. She's back. But, but I'm like, wait, they're just doing the thing. <laughs> Maybe she still needs to overcome yeah. her uncle in some way via uh, glass. Well, I think that's going to be awesome. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so what's next? Next up, The Kid Who Would Be King. Very cool looking so, premise. Yes, this is the uh, new film directed by, excuse me, Joe Cornish, who's a big sort of comedy guy over here, famous for his uh, coupling with Adam Buxton. Um, and he directed a film a few years ago called um, Attack the Block that was very well received. Oh, I loved that movie. Yeah, and um, here he is again making another movie about unlikely young characters sort of going up against a great big evil. It's yeah. about a, um, a bunch of school kids, one of whom discovers he might be the descendant of King Arthur, I think. Because he gets Excalibur early on. That was cool. And it's about... Yeah, the yeah, trailer gives just... away a lot. The bullying it in does, the beginning. Rather. Yeah, and then yeah. you see the whole school fighting against the powers of darkness. So <laughs> Yeah, some sort of dark power that's coming, led by Rebecca Ferguson, I think. And I love yeah. Rebecca Ferguson. So. Yeah, you've got it. And Patrick Stewart, <laughs> I was delighted when I saw him. Yay! Who still looks as disheveled as he was in Logan. Yeah. I think that might be his look now. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. You know, he's like, what? That's what I look like. <laughs> I'm an old man, leave me alone. Aging oh god, Xavier. he's coming back to be Picard soon. Is he just going to be a really disheveled old Picard? <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, cool. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Mm. Yeah, me too. It looks um, it looks fun. It looks very character-driven, and it looks quite funny as well. So. It does, yeah. They're really kind of uh, tongue-in-cheeking, the whole Knights of the Round Table mm. thing. That scene in the trailer, when they were actually at the square table, is like, quick, put up the leaves. And then it's just like, okay, I see. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be very tongue-in-cheek, but also hopefully we'll have just as much kind of heart as the last film he made yeah. um, did. Cool. Um, next up? Next up is Serenity. No, not that one. I it's, know. Um, <laughs> it's only been 14 years, but apparently we can reuse the name. Only nerds will be confused. I don't it's know fine. if they can reuse the name. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> agree with it. <laughs> And it doesn't, yeah, it's an odd title, um, because what it is, is it's a, um, seems to be a very tense looking, what it reminded me of was like the erotic thrillers of the 90s, you know, mm -hmm. like Basic Instinct and The Perfect Murder and such, you know, Michael, Michael Douglas should be in this really, instead of McConaughey, but he might right. be getting a bit long in the tooth. But it's, yeah, it's a thriller, which seems to be about a woman approaching, Anne Hathaway approaching Matthew McConaughey to take out her husband, Jason Clarke possibly because he's still John Connor who knows but um yeah it's about that really and there's some sort of deception and lots of twists and yeah it looks tense yeah there was some a lot of screaming and then uh, you know I really one thing that hit me <laughs> on the trailer is just how beautiful it looked yeah I, I mean, mean it's all sunshine and 
Beautiful well, no, and, people. And the scenes are framed so well. There's a scene where mm. Anne Hathaway is sitting next to like a bathtub full of blood, and it's it's mm. very atmospheric and just really cool. Well, the director, Stephen Knight, has had a really interesting history. He's mm. directed the film that everybody tells me is the best Jason Statham film, but I've not seen it, Hummingbird. Oh. Um, I um, think I've seen all the Stathams, but that one doesn't hit me. Ah, interesting. I was told. It's I'll best, check it out. But, uh, <laughs> I will I will finally get around to watching it. He also directed a film called Lock, which I really loved. I, Tom Hardy I in a car. I loved it, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and I see he, I mean, he wrote some of Taboo, which um, I thought was really, oh, yeah. really fun to watch. Excellent. Yeah, he's, he's a great screenwriter. He's written some really interesting stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how Serenity shakes out. All right. Hmm. Okay, so up next, oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear uh, what you think of this. It looked so terrible, but Jacob's Ladder. Yes, um, I wasn't able to find much on this, but it's a remake. Right, have you seen the original? I have, yes, with, um, yeah. oh god, what's his name? Andy, Andy Dufresne? Yeah, Andy Dufresne. That's his name. <laughs> no, That's no, his real no, life no, name. It's the, oh, the director. Okay, I'm like, no, no, it's, um, it's the Hedgehog Praxy guy. I can't think of his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Tim Robbins. That's yes, his name. exactly. <laughs> That's it. He'll always be Andy Dufresne to me, or the guy out of Howard the Duck. Right. Um, yes, it's um, a remake of that film, which was a film that was largely remembered for its twist ending. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if they just keep that ending or maybe make it more overt but it's basically about a man's descent into hell really yeah well a literal I, I think, hell did you ever read the story i think it was a short story it was called the occurrence at elk creek bridge oh like, yeah. right, i've heard of it i've not read it okay so it's the concept is like this guy he's being hung from a bridge and as right. his neck snaps he, he this the rope breaks and he has this big massive mm. escape and he's being chased through the woods and it's kind of yeah. horrifying and then the end, at the end of the book, you realize it was all, all that just happened in his brain at this moment that he was dying. And I think yeah. that was the real point of Jacob's Ladder. But the new one, yes. I'm thinking, well, first off, you don't have to redo that. But then if you are redoing it, okay, so they're redoing it. They're trying to cast it differently. But it seemed like it was there was some futuristic stuff, like mm-hmm. some laser beams. And I don't know. I was <laughs> like, okay, so I guess we're updating it, but we're really updating it. So the, the weird thing about Jacob's Ladder, the um, 80s version one, is it was about yeah. Vietnam and and that was kind of yes. the time, right? So I don't know what they do now. Um, maybe that's the same kind of story, but I don't know. A conflict yeah, in I mean, the Middle East or something. It was, a, it was a perfect metaphor for the people who came back from Vietnam only to find that, you know, in many ways they had died in Vietnam. Right. You know, and were actually just walking around as ghosts and that the world was terrifying to them. It was a perfect analogy. The idea of an actual person dying in Vietnam and imagining he came home. Um, I don't know what the level of meaning is going to be here. Or what they're going to do to make it stand out. I've not seen any of David M. Rosenfall's other work. So it's going to be quite a new one to me, I think. Yeah. yeah. Unknown well, quantity. I know. I did read something that this was supposed to come out in 2016. So it's, it finished filming oh. in 2015 <laughs> or something like that. And I don't know what happened. It, they keep saying year after year it's about to come out and then it doesn't come out. Oh, God, it could be like Geostorm. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the closest point of comparison in my head is last year's... Was it last year or the year before? Flatliners. Right. Another very strange film to remake. So, And it didn't work you know, as well. It didn't, no. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting one to look at because I think this is something that might be a good thing to do. If people are obsessed with remaking stuff, make, remake the lesser-known stuff. I mean, 
ideally also remake the bad stuff, you know, the stuff that had a good idea but not quite the right execution. Right. As opposed to Jacob's Ladder, which was, you know, brilliantly executed. But hey, well, um, we'll just have to see. I agree. I mean, I, I will, I'll see it because um, I want to compare, but um, I'm not exactly <laughs> excited. No, it's um, it's more curiosity than a sort of right. I've got to see it star movie. Well, uh, next up, you uh, I assume you were a fan of the first Lego movie like everybody else in the world? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so it should be pretty yeah. good. It looks like they're still right on target. I laughed multiple times <clears throat> in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just this... Just Emmett's face <laughs> just makes me laugh. The, the character design on his face to make him look like just the most completely clueless guy on Earth is just so beautiful. But yeah, there's no reason not to be excited about it. It's um, it's Phil Lord and Christopher Miller uh, writing again, mm-hmm. uh, this time being directed by Mike Mitchell, who seems to be just the guy you get in to do the sequel oh. in your animated franchise. He... Um, he was involved in... Uh, he directed Shrek 4, I think. Okay. Alvin and the Chipmunks 3, whichever one Chipmunked was. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, yeah, and Trolls. So direction is a bit worrying, but if it's got a strong script... Yeah. That should be that should be all you need. Yeah, great voice actors. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm is anybody hopeful. new? Is there anyone sort of... Elizabeth Banks, she's yeah. new. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny. I'll tell you this about the trailer, at least... Um, it's mm. when it started. I was watching this with uh, with Jana. And Jana was like, mm. "Oh, this the Lego movie bothers me." And I'm like, mm. "Oh, that's interesting." And as we got mm. to the end of this, she's like, "Well, was well, the Lego movie really good?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was awesome." She's like, "Well, maybe I should watch it." I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah." I mean, I get being bothered by a bunch of toys doing shit, yeah. but, but they frame it in such a comedic way. It should be awesome. Yeah, I noticed it's got a number of DC people actually playing their own characters. Yeah, like Jason Momoa is playing Aquaman, and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Oh, interesting. But it's still got Channing Tatum as Superman. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's and, the one uh, we want. And everyone loved Will Arnett as, uh, with his Batman. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to swap that out for Affleck. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Christ. God. No offense, people. No offense, but oh, whatever. <laughs> Be offended. Yeah, it's very interesting. To, it, it's good that the Lego movie is sort of back with the people who made it great, because what made the first one special was the completely unexpected meta-narrative. The idea of, you know it being about how to play with Lego as well as it being a story told with Lego. Yeah. It was so perfect the way that the... And it's something that um, Phil Lord also brought to um, the Spider-Man movie that just came out, Into the Spider-Verse, another one of my favorite Everybody films Everybody is freaking out about that. I haven't seen it yet, but <laughs> what, it even won think, a Golden Globe. Yeah, I think it's just because it came out of nowhere. It's just, you know, you, you hear about animated superhero movies coming out now and then, like, oh, The Killing Joke has been animated, and it's like, okay. Right. And this this seemed like one of those, when it turned out to be an actual extraordinarily intelligent and thrilling Spider-Man film. I think it just took everyone by surprise. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's great to see Lego Movie back to its original franchise after the spin-offs and uh, back in the hands of the people who made it so lovable. Very excited. Um, mm. Next up, we have uh, What Men Want. Yes, <laughs> What Men Want. The other Paul, um, the one I like co-host. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> well, other Paul, the uh, the Paul that I host um, One Good Thing with, came over to my place and said, "Hey, have you seen the trailer for What Men Want?" And I'm like, "No." And it's like it's a follow-up to What Women Want, and it's like, "Oh, Jesus, really? That film?" And it's like, "Yeah, but the trailers are quite funny." 
and he put it on and it was there were um we ended up watching the wrong trailer it was the red band trailer yeah, that me made too. him laugh so much yeah, yeah I, I had read i, I watched the non-red band before i turned it off <laughs> i turned it off yeah. right at the wakanda point because i'm just like i don't need to see the rest i get it but that was funny <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a very interesting premise i like the idea of turning that film which was so problematic even back when it was made of mel gibson just hearing women's thoughts and it's all yeah. hmm, shopping shoes and it's I, I like the idea of flipping that on its head and using it to sort of make fun of the male psyche yeah yeah okay well, there you go <laughs> let me just check the director to see if en- he's enjoyable really... enjoyable garbage Yes, with any luck, that is exactly what it is going yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, good lord, he hasn't worked much lately. He directed that. Oh, it's the Rock director of from A Walk to Remember, my favorite Mandy Moore film. Oh right. <laughs> um, he directed Rock of Ages, a film that came out, I'm... had Tom Cruise singing in it, and then disappeared off the face of the earth and was never spoken of again. I remember that. Yeah. So he's. I remember trying it being to come a back. big thing. I guess so, because he hasn't directed or since. Or maybe he's, he's doing been... what he does, because this movie, and Bringing Down the House, The the Pacifier, <laughs> Cheaper by the Dozen 2, they're all just kind of the fodder that you throw to someone like this guy, right? right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> seeing a lot of stuff like this. He was very heavily involved in the Step Up franchise, it seems. <laughs> step Up, Zac step up 4 is like party. my favorite. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to get to the Step Up movies at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh. oh god okay so that's that's really all that's gonna be it's just gonna be a bit of fun i think yeah <laughs> all right well next up for us we have alita battle angel alita battle angel yes alita battle angel yeah angel <laughs> looks really um, really good yes it does doesn't it i've i've seen the trailers in cinemas now it's coming up on valentine's day i think in the united mm. states um robert rodriguez an extraordinarily hit or miss director and it's right. been i think more miss lately um he's kind of yes in the last few year last few projects he kind of bought in too much to his own shtick as it were sort of post sin city he became the sin city guy and he just made sort of grindhouse yeah hyper stylized stuff um but i still have a lot of respect for the guy and his work so i'm hoping that this will be a sort of return to form for him yeah yeah, I'm looking at his list. It pretty much all ended um, from a directing standpoint for me and him, right around hmm. Spy Kids 1, 2001. Okay. Yeah. Then I mean, oh, I yeah. like Sin City, but there's a lot of crap in between and then a lot of crap <laughs> yeah. after. I liked Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but it's definitely flawed. Yeah. It's no Desperado by I any wanted, stretch of the imagination. I, I wanted Machete to be freaking awesome. and Yeah. It just wasn't. I don't think I liked any of the movies that really... Planet Terror I enjoyed, but I'm not sure I liked any of the sort of legacy of Grindhouse. Right. You know, because you had Hobo of a Shotgun, which I wasn't too fond of, and um, oh, what else was there? There were a couple of others that were sort of mock. And weirdly, they were actually making much more interesting films in that tradition now. I would say Mandy, for example, right. is something that's in that, you know, 80s homage Absolutely. sort of area and was, you know, brilliant, so... Yeah, just needed time. And to be done a little more straight-faced, I think. Well, the animation looks weird. Um, I'm hoping it's yes. really good. But what I do like is it's <laughs> opening the door to some, like, hyper-action um, mm. pseudo-gore, you know, and exploding robot heads and stuff like that. I'm very <laughs> excited. True. I don't know what it's rated, actually, if it's going to be a sort of full-on adventure. it's um, it, It's got James Cameron involved. Okay. Um, probably, and this is... 
The first time I remember seeing James Cameron's name attached to a project since that cave diving movie, Sanctum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the last time, that, that seems to be looking at it, the last time he was involved in a film, so that's interesting. He's still a really interesting storyteller. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll be exciting to I'm see. I'm hopeful. I looked at the title and I'm like, oh, it's one of those. Mm. You know, it's one of those like Japanese properties or something like that. That was a manga that they're trying to make into something else. But sometimes yeah, you they get work Ghost really in the well. Shell flashbacks. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they work mm. well and sometimes they're like, yeah, this is garbage. But yeah. I think uh, aside well, from her gigantic eye, doe eye, yeah. <laughs> badass thing. <laughs> Which wasn't too distracting in the trailer. I don't know how it'll be watching an entire film with a character who has such a sort of startling altercation to her face digitally yeah. but we'll we'll see if it's uncanny or not but a hell of a cast otherwise christoph waltz jennifer connelly mahashala ali my isa gonzalez was my favorite part of baby driver yeah well there you go oh yes of course she was bad yeah so she was amazing in that they yeah, could have just so... made a movie about her robbing banks with john <laughs> Hamm, and i would have been way happier than baby driver <laughs> you know what they're reading some of this and getting flashbacks to uh mortal engines which i really didn't enjoy so right. i'm gonna try and wash that out of my head and just be like no it's a different movie with big cities and killer robots right. it's fine well cool um next up us the the jordan p us follow-up if there's one film in this list that i'm really looking excited to, uh looking forward to yeah. more than any other it's gotta be us um uh, Get Out was my favorite film of last year. This just looks more sort of mind-bending, weird horror with a um, a sort of message to tell as well, um, which probably won't reveal itself until you've watched the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can't wait for that for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I was very excited. Uh, right, right when I saw it on the list, I'm like, us. That sounds like there's like a a new Netflix show called like This Is Us and it, or something. I don't know. It's this, there's <laughs> yeah. a lovey version of us out there and this wasn't it. I'm like, oh, a horror movie. But Jordan <laughs> yeah, Peele, it's not... I'm in. We're done. It's, yeah, it's less us and more us. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> well, on to Dumbo. Mm. Dumbo, yes. Did some? Did, was this some sort of surprise reveal that I missed that Disney has decided to release a, a f- f- three or four live-action versions of their classic cartoons this year because there's a lot coming yeah it's kind of bizarre but first up is tim burton's dumbo <laughs> never thought i'd How say did that i not hear about this <laughs> it's yeah it's coming it's um yeah tim burton starring and it's got uh colin farrell michael keaton you know and uh danny devito which is great yeah you know, he looks i can't great. remember the last time i saw saw him on the big screen Fantastic, but yeah, and it's got a very adorable little CGI Dumbo pottering around with his big ears, and it's like. Oh. I wonder if the story will be the same. It didn't <laughs> look like it from the trailer, but I haven't seen Dumbo in like thirty years. Well, isn't so. it like um, eighty minutes long or something? The original Dumbo, so. Right. I think it's it's surprisingly short. It's just an elephant shows up, and uh, everybody doesn't Flies. like it. Sixty-four minutes long. <laughs> right. You got it. Yeah. It's 64 minutes long, and it's just, he's got big ears, so no one likes him, and then turns out he can fly, and everyone likes him again. Spoonful um... of Dumbo makes sense. I don't know. (laughs) That's the one. It's confusing me now. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah. The only song I can remember is the one that's now slightly problematic again for caricature (laughs) reasons. I had never seen an elephant fly. Right. I'd be surprised if that makes its way into um, the new Dumbo. (laughs) Ah, totally. Okay. (laughs) 
but yeah, it's Tim Burton. There's Dumbo. Again. It's Tim Burton's Dumbo. Oh. We'll watch it. We will yeah, consume I'll it. give it a watch. I mean, I'm dying to see. But yeah, it, it, sorry, to answer your question, it does look like they've beefed it up because there's now a subplot about rescuing Dumbo's mum. Okay. So, see, I, I couldn't remember if that his... was in the original because I'm like, wait, and then I don't remember <laughs> Dumbo wearing clown makeup. <laughs> no, that's new. No, a few things. So I'm just like, well, maybe we're. Maybe Tim Burton's put really getting his feelers in there. Yeah. I mean, the Wikipedia says it is loosely inspired by, so I think oh, we can take that to mean There you go. So kids like won't know the real story about the bullying and the, the ears. It's more about a <laughs> magical mini elephant that saves its mom. <laughs> With any luck, there will still be bullying over big ears. I feel like it's not the right story without that. I hope there isn't. I, was... I think it would be so suiting for this day and age where everybody's Aww. special and everybody... Aww. Yeah. They're just like, oh, no, no, he's just got well... big ears. He's awesome. I'm trying to think if Tim Burton portrays bullies. Didn't they try and kill Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> right, totally did. There'll be a village. There'll be a village, you know, wanting to burn him for his big ears. And Winona oh Ryder's going to show up Now I'm really him. excited for this. <laughs> the, the demon barber of Butcher Jumbo Street's going to come and, you know, start chopping <laughs> down some tree bullies. Yeah. That you're, you're planning on hanging this elephant from. <laughs> All right, well, good enough for Dumbo. Uh, on to <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yes. Oh god! I just saw the final trailer in preparation for this. I hadn't seen it before, and I'm I'm very excited now. Um, I think her character looks really fun. I loved her dynamic with Nick Fury, just sort of totally. you know snappy dialogue with him. And I really liked. It was reassuring to see her beating up a bunch of people in a subway car, um, because sometimes Marvel's action can be just a little bit too flighty and spectacular, and you know, blowing up planets and such. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see a fist fight sometimes. So it's, a, it's, it's an unfortunate name I want to throw out because it, yeah? because of the Captain and Marvel. And if you're not really keen on all the comic books, um, I don't know if if Marvel is where the Captain comes from. And this could be him. But if I put it on and it's actually Brie Larson. <laughs> Kids oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Hasn't Carol Danvers been Cav- Captain Marvel for quite a while? Yeah, I just mean, um, you know, because of, uh, um, you know, the, the guy with the shield. Oh. Captain America. Okay, so yeah. So Captain America, is a DC thing or is it a Marvel thing? Oh, it's a Marvel thing. They might think he's gotten a promotion. Okay, so that's exactly where I was going with it. It was going to be very confusing for the people who don't follow it really closely. Right when I saw it, I thought, oh, that must be the next Avengers thing. (laughs) Oh, it is the next Avengers thing. I mean, uh, this is the... Brie uh, Brie Larson. Um, Captain Marvel's going to be the one who somehow defeats Thanos and brings everyone back to life, basically. Well, what I liked is that it's the it's the early um, whatever the secret organization's called. So you know, Shield, yeah, yeah. Make it she's making fun of Shield. And she's making fun of stuff. I, it should be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I love the self awareness and the humor of it. It looks like it looks like it's just going to be another Marvel movie, and those are almost always entertaining, if sometimes not the most challenging of works. But right. hey, fingers crossed. Anything on else streak. on this one? I see it has two directors that were also two of the writers. Yes, aren't they the directors who always come as a pair? Yes, they do. are. Anna Bowden yeah. and Ryan Fleck. That's them, and I've not seen any of their work, I'm sorry to say. Mississippi Grind got very good reviews. I remember it. Oh, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. Oh, okay. We shall see. <laughs> but as writers, how about that? No? Okay. Uh, Geneva. Oh, dear. All right. Someone who wrote the script for Tomb Raider is involved, which I wasn't a big fan of. <laughs> but um, not the script's fault, I don't think. It was the um, largely the direction there. Oh, well. Oh. Well, exciting. Um, very, very cool special effects. Yeah. 
a great color palette. I really love Marvel's new sort of hyper color thing that's been kind of um, kicking around since Guardians um, Part Two. Everything's just been bright colors and excitement, and I kind of like it. Yeah. All right. Well, next up for us is Shazam. Shazam. Uh, the original Shazam had like Shaq in it or something. Is is that the case, or is that um... a different movie? That's not the movie that doesn't exist, is it? Um, no, that's the Sinbad one. Oh. You know about this? The fact that there's um, uh, one of those things, the Mona Lisa illusion thing, that there's a significant number of people who um, think that there's a genie movie with um, Sinbad in, but it actually there never <laughs> was. It's very strange. But the Shaq movie was Kazam, it seems. Okay. So there's a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> not, not the same sh- Shazam, Kazam. Okay. <laughs> well, I was confused. I was very confused. I have to say, watching the trailer, I didn't recognize uh, Zachary uh, Levi as Shazam. He just looks so weird. Huh. Who is Zachary Levi? Where have I seen him? Um, he was in Chuck. Um, he was in Thor. Oh, yes. Yeah, I just didn't recognize his face. Oh, yeah. No, nor did I. His, um, he's bulked up quite a bit, yeah. us, it seems. He's got a very great... He's got a lovely superhero face, which is brilliant, because the whole idea here is um, kind of a Hancock deal. It's um, a guy who's a superhero who's really not acting like one. Right. Which, um, yeah, works. Looks like it's working really well. It's um, it's a very funny trailer, and it's kind of... It's similar to the kid who would be king. Yeah. Totally. It's um yeah, the empowerment of a little kid. And um it just looks like a lot of fun for for that and it's interesting. It's fascinating to see where the DCEU is going now. I mean, good lord. It's um so weird. I mean, to think that this is the same universe as Batman versus Superman. <laughs> right. <laughs> to think that Shazam might show up in that scenario. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> That would yeah. kill me. It would be. It's it's very strange, but hey, it's it's. I think it's kind of a shame that they've abandoned the idea of a darker superhero direction for their franchise. Because I remember 2008 and 2012. In 2008, The Dark Knight and Iron Man came out, and in 2012, The Avengers and The Dark Knight Rises came out. So both of those years typify the great duality that you can achieve in superhero movies with. You know, Marvel making very silly, kind of light, funny, but really entertaining movies. And, you know, Christopher Nolan at DC making these very serious, but incredibly also entertaining movies for different reasons. And it would have been nice if they could have managed to keep that two-lane thing going. But it seems now that DC have given up and just said, you know what, we can't we can't do the dark thing <laughs> very well, it seems. So let's just try and copy Marvel now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you, know. and you know, it's uh, fan service too. Everybody's like, well... They're doing it with these. Can't you take mine and make it like that, too? <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, most of DC... Batman suits a darker approach. I'm not sure if the rest of DC's canon does. Right. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, Christopher Nolan's Aquaman. It just doesn't quite, you know, work. So I think this is probably the best appro- approach to take with superheroes like a little kid who can turn himself into a massive superhero. Right. Yeah, I loved it. I was wondering in the beginning of this, I'm like, oh my god, is he stuck now as a man? Because that's like a 13-year-old <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, it's not clear. Is this big? Yeah. Is this a big situation? Or is it that he just, whenever he says Shazam, he transforms? No, exactly. They finally, they showed that later on that he can go back and forth. And I was like, oh, good. Because that would be really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it would be big awkward. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It's one if he goes off and has sex with some eighties business lady. Yeah, I was. I, I was just as a kid. I was like, wow, I want to be big. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have sex with him before or after she finds out he's a kid? Oh, definitely before. Thank God. Then she was like... I mean, it's still... Ew, ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Up next, uh, right. a remake, an, uh, another remake, uh, Pet Cemetery. Yep. Yeah, I saw a trailer for this a little while ago. It's um, it's an interesting one to remake, but it, it always does make sense to remake the old Stephen King's, because I don't know if he's still selling off his rights to make his movies for a dollar, mm-hmm. but... um. Certainly, it's an inexpensive thing to do, um, and yeah, the. Uh, I mean, I assume that this is happening because of it. It right. made and, and I'd all throw of the out, money. Um, from the look of the trailer, I saw some things on the trailer that weren't that were in the book that weren't in the first Pet Cemetery. So I'm wondering right. if they aren't taking this a little more like literal from the book in order to, you know, market it a, a differently. Kind of the the, the, yeah. the way they did the Shining and stuff like that, because this could be really great. <laughs> yeah it could be interesting i mean king writes these big dense old books of lots of characters and you know events and such so it'll be an interesting approach um the two directors i love um it's um kevin oh god what does o do when it's got two dots over it kolsch kush maybe kevin kush and dennis widmeyer i'm more familiar with their work than i am with their names um they directed a really excellent, excellent um, spooky horror film called Absence. Oh, um, right. Yeah, and another really excellent one called Starry Eyes, which was a great sort of critique of Hollywood. That. It felt like a better version of the Neon Demon, okay. basically. Well, um, all the Neon Demon had going for it is is hot chicks. I mean, hot chicks and colors, beautiful cinematography. But, but yeah. there's a point where you're just like really. Well, of... Starry Eyes is that, but also with soul. Yeah. So. Like, it's got that it's they've got a good record well so, i'll say this john lithgow is oh, yeah. no uh what's his name fred gwynn the herman munster dude that's from the first one <laughs> sometimes dead is better yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> he was so good <laughs> yeah, it ain't right you know yeah i don't know hard we'll to, have to see <laughs> i could see lithgow doing that role <laughs> there's something so tall and gaunty about him and john lithgow just looks like a fat turd <laughs> Oh, but he's got a lovely befuddled old man face. He's playing a lot of befuddled characters lately. Yeah. I say lately, I'm thinking of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That was like a decade ago now. <laughs> right. I do that all the I'm time. I'm old. <laughs> Too old for this, young man. All right. Well, um, this, uh, yeah. How about another odd remake? Hellboy. Mm. Hellboy. Yes. Now then. Um, an interesting looking trailer that looks like it's trying to do the same thing as the original movies with... Uh, its sense of humor, but also the big sense of darkness. Um, it's got a fabulous poster that looks like a heavy metal poster from the seventies, which great. is great. Um, I don't know. Uh, the thing is, I'm very frustrated that Hollywood gave Guillermo del Toro such a tough time. Yeah, they kept you know putting him in movies and saying, "Oh yeah, we'll let you make one of these." And it's like, "Great, can I make another one?" Mm, no. <laughs> they kept you know giving him these big budgets and then. He would struggle through, make a film, and then they'd sort of boot him out. And he never got to make his Lovecraft film. He was right. going to make a movie of at the mountains of mad at the mouth of the mountains of madness or something like that. Yeah, it, right. Because that was yeah, it was based on one of the stories. Yeah, and it's just oh, that that never happened, and uh, Hellboy three never happened. Um, and I really was looking forward to seeing where he was going with the Hellboy movies because 
this I think it's the second one, the Golden Army, that introduced this idea that Hellboy is um, destined to destroy the world, mm-hmm. and that the reason his arm is so big is so he can carry this big, terrifying right. sword or something like that, or unlock this creepy thing, which I think is what they use him for in the first one. So it's a bit of a shame that none of that's going to come to pass, but that's well, a new one, and it looks like it's following some of the old the same promise, the same promising storylines. And uh, we've got Neil Marshall directing it, who's done a lot of really good stuff, and some bad stuff. But um, he directed The Descent and Dog Soldiers back in his early days, which were great. Um, And he's done some good episodes of Game of Thrones, so he knows how to handle sort of epic battle scenes and action sequences. So, yeah, time will tell. Okay. Well, I I don't like the look of the new Hellboy. Um, Mm. He does... Somebody actually, it was some meme, it showed like... Hellboy before meth and Hellboy after meth, and it really was like that. His face, <laughs> yes, just, he's he looks unhealthy. Where he's more monstrous, isn't he? Yeah. Before it did just look like they painted Ron Perlman red, which they did. <laughs> That's what made it so great. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah, he was so expressive and such. Now, it's your guy out of Stranger Things. Yeah, it is exactly. I yeah. I had to look him up because I'm like I have no idea who that is. And yeah, go, it's an interesting look. It's They've the... clearly tried to make him look different, but recognizable. I'm like it's the fat cop. <laughs> okay maybe let's see we'll save the day this time yeah well okay so i will give it a shot mm. but they are starting over um uh, the character i'll give it i'll give it its go um i do love yeah, ian sure. mcshane um in there and oh god yeah ian mcshane's fabulous and, and mila jovovich should be awesome <laughs> it's a great world you know i really like hellboy the character and i love his world of weird magic so i'll i'll be curious to see if they're able to actually do it with any sort of heart like um Guillermo del Toro did right um okay next up we have Avengers Endgame which ha- doesn't really have much of a trailer just a lot of moping no. and stuff <laughs> considering that everyone was waiting for literally for literally a whole year but then month after month after month for this trailer to get released it's um I, I sympathize with the makers because it seems like they're having to keep an awful lot secret until after mm-hmm. Captain Marvel comes out. Like, we, I was wondering why they were sitting on its title for so long. And I, I'm very curious now, because the title really doesn't give much away. So I don't know why that was such a secret for such a long time. But they're releasing these movies so close together that it's impossible to sort of talk about one without spoiling the others. Right. We all know that there's another Spider-Man movie on its way because they have to be filming it already. In fact, I think it's coming out this year. So, you know, some of the people we saw die are definitely coming back. Yeah, of course, because they, they, uh, they really kind of spoil it. In the Even though yeah. this is just a little teaser, um, there's the point mm. where Captain America... Uh, first off, I forget, it may have been Scarlett um, Johansson that says it, but it's like, your plan will work. And he said, it has to, because if it doesn't, yeah. then I... So we know his plan is going to work. That's the way these <laughs> movies go. And everyone's yeah. going to be back, and 50% of the population, they're all going to hug, and it's going to be a big emotional ending. <laughs> the end you know what's fun is to talk to people and talk about how far into the ending of infinity war did you realize oh, okay this isn't real they're going to reverse this at some point oh right was away. it when was it when black panther melted away because they're not getting rid of black panther this early <laughs> yeah i think for me it was the guardians i'm like wait what Come oh on. yeah <laughs> it's like oh yeah sure yeah i mean i already know it. at that stage james gunn was still involved in making guardians 3 but yeah sure they're all dead yeah i'm sure his new film will just be all new characters <laughs> <laughs> right the new avengers 
fresh and clean. <laughs> well, one starring cool thing, this guy. Um, the director of this is a gentleman mm. named Anthony Russo, or at least one of them. And I'm, Anthony and Joe Russo, the brothers. Yeah, I'm very excited. He's he's a he directed 14 episodes of Community. The best episodes. He paint, He directed all the paintball episodes. He did. Um, I'm seeing anything that. remotely actiony. He did. Um, uh, they did. It. Yeah, and they've they've done some of the best entries into the Marvel movies. They directed the uh, Winter Soldier, the uh, Civil War, and of course Infinity War. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm hoping again. I, I've mentioned before my problem with Marvel action. I'd like some more grounded stuff in this one because I was a little disappointed that. The, the the one the fight sequence in Infinity War that had the potential to be the most grounded was the one in Edinburgh, but even that was sort of people flying about and smashing through walls and you know, just give me a fist fight. Yeah. It looks like there is one because I'm pretty sure Hawkeye um comes in and busts some people up with his sword. Yeah. So <laughs> Nice. <That's laughs> to make cool. up for being cut out of the last film. Well, exciting. Um, and obviously, the whole world's <laughs> going to be waiting for that one. Um, oh, yeah, that's going to be the event. That yeah. and Star Wars Episode Nine are probably going to be the two events yeah. of this year. Yeah. For um, differing reasons, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've really been kind of rolling down the Star Wars hill in a in a not-so-good way. It's uh, like we lost <laughs> our grip and we're just sort of tumbling, but fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Let's see what they do and if they can bring us all together again. You know what would be great? If they made one that was really shit. You know, if they made one that was really bad. Then, like, prequel level bad. Then we could all get together again. Whether you liked Last Jedi or hated it, we can all just get together and say, well, anyway, that one was terrible. <laughs> all right. Well, next up, you've got... Um, this one, I think, is already out here, but it's definitely being marketed like a mother. Oh. Um, it's Pokemon's Detective Pikachu. Yes, that has been um, marketed a lot, hasn't it? Is it the case? Let me check. Maybe it has already come out over there. Oh, no, May 19th in Japan is its release date, apparently. Okay. So well, I've seen so much of it already, and it's been me so too. in my face. I've got it. <laughs> yeah, it's the first Pokemon movie since Pokemon 3, the movie, back in 2001. Wow. God almighty, I'm so old. But, um, yeah, it just looks fun. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu. He's this cute little character who's a gnarled old detective. It's, yeah, it's entertaining. And he's, yeah, in some sort of weird post-apocalyptic Pokemon universe, which sounds very fan, like a fan fiction. Right. And it's it's something I still have a bit of interest in. Like, when I was a kid, I wrote a big thing about what would happen, you know, in a weird dystopian Simpsons, like 20 years after the show is supposedly set, where... Mr. Burns has crippled the city and, you know, everyone's living in a weird dystopian existence. So it's still something I kind of find entertaining. Well, and the director hasn't done much. Um, he did Gulliver's mm. Travels, which um, was a real stinker, but he, I love yeah. Monsters vs. Aliens. I thought it was a really fun movie. Ah, I really liked the Ghostbusters, uh, Goosebumps movie. Um, I thought that was quite fun yeah. with uh, Jack Black as R.L. Stein. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite fun. I haven't seen the sequel to it. Okay. Um, yeah, Ken Watanabe's in there, interestingly. I saw that. I was like, oh. So, you know, <laughs> he's going to be up in another movie we're talking about here in a minute. Yes, absolutely. I like Ken Watanabe, and I feel like it's been a while since I saw him on the big screen, so yeah, that'll be nice. But... It's true. He was everywhere um, yeah. after um, Samurai, but then suddenly just gone again, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to have him back. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah, looking at his CV, there was a big gap between sort of 2014 and now. Yeah, he, he sort of ducked down to just a couple of films. 
Oh my god, he was in Isle of Dogs, but like as head surgeon? That's not a big role. Right. I don't remember <laughs> that that character. <laughs> well, hopefully this will be a resurgence for Mr. Watanabe. Alright, well, next up you've got John Wick Chapter 3. I mean, what more needs to be said? It's a new John Wick film. I cannot wait. That's that's probably the action movie I'm looking forward to most this year. It's just going to be more of those impeccably choreographed gunfights, more Keanu Reeves just with his occasionally manic but more often utterly deadpan acting yeah it's gonna be more of this ridiculous world and i love the world i love peter serafinowitz the arms guy yeah i don't know if he's back but just the the hotel what was it what was the name of the hotel oh i don't know but that was so cool that was one of those elements that i just thought oh my gosh and then the fact that it really did like almost everybody paid attention to the rules yeah the the hotel for hitmen it's such a lovely idea <laughs> speaking I, yeah. of did you see the 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 other one um hotel Ar- artemis hotel artemis yeah that was pretty yes, pretty I... enjoyable it was interesting wasn't it i wasn't uh, uh, to be honest another film came out last year which had a very similar premise which was bad times at the el royale right and that one i felt did the premise a little better of sort of weird strangers each with their own storyline coming together and sort of bouncing off of each other okay um but yeah i had fun with artemis it was interesting I liked. Uh, I really liked Jodie Foster as the sort of weary doctor of the place. Yeah, that part worked really well for me too. And uh, the the other main lead, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he was pretty pretty badass. Yes, he was. I can't remember either. And so, uh, that was the first thing I really liked. No, it wasn't. It was the second thing I really liked. Sophia Patella in. Okay. Um, yeah, she after, was great. After Kingsman, and then this year she did Climax, so she's certainly on my radar now. Nice. Uh, I love it. Okay, well, uh, then we will just jump straight to it. One last thing, sorry. One last thing on John Wick. I can't help but notice that Halle Berry is now in it as an assassin and close friend to Keanu Reeves. Fantastic. Yes, and uh, this, I think he, yeah, I don't know if you mentioned it, Chad uh, Stahelski, he was a stuntman, a kickboxer, and he really hasn't done a lot. He's done stunts in, like, hundreds of movies, but he's only directed um, a few, and it's all of these in particular, so... (laughs) fabulous he's doing a marvelous job there are just so many moments from the action sequences of the previous john wick movies that just stick in my head and it's hard to do that it's hard to get like a shot from an action thing to just be like yes that was badass totally okay well so yeah let's jump on to aladdin another remake yep another yep number two disney of the disney (laughs) um interestingly enough directed by guy ritchie yeah, that's my only red flag. Right. <laughs> everything everything else about this looks incredibly interesting. I need footage of Will Smith playing the genie as soon as possible so that I can know how that's shaking out. Yeah. Because he's up against Robin Williams here. Hard. Really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like an iconic performance. And even though you watch that performance now and you think, wow, these references have dated a little, uh, quite a bit in the last 30 years. Um yeah, I'm just very curious to see if he can match that energy. But Guy Ritchie, I mean, good lord. <laughs> yeah, that's not, doesn't seem like the kind of person that he would get to direct anything like this. And in fact, at this point, um, I wouldn't give him any more than the stuff that uh, Rodriguez is doing. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, King Arthur was really not great. And no. It's... Yeah, but I, I kind of enjoyed the Sherlock Holmes movies a bit. But it seems to me his best stuff is the sort of gritty the gritty stuff <laughs> to the idea of him doing a sort of family film but then again the thing is aladdin was the first film i ever saw at a cinema oh wow. so it has a very special place in my heart for that 
and but the opening shot of the trailer of just panning over the desert and showing these sort of um, pyramids and no these riders these camels riding across right. the horizon that just made me really took me to a special place the sort of sense of adventure and it's really going to you know, look beautiful no matter what yeah and it does look gorgeous so hey fingers crossed maybe this will be Guy Ritchie's sort of return to form I love it. Okay, um, next mm. up was one I couldn't find any information on except IMDb. Mm. There's no trailer, there's nothing, but it's called The Kid. What oh, The Kid. Know? I think I might have thought about skipping this one. Hold on, let me just... Uh, because yeah. I can't remember why I wrote it down. Well, it's got Chris Pratt, Vincent D'Onofrio, Ethan Hawke. It looks like it's Adam Baldwin's in it, but there's no... Oh, that's there's right. No, there's, yes. nothing, uh, there's nothing about it out there. No, not yet. It's a... Um... Yes, the story of a young boy who witnesses Billy the Kid's encounter with Sheriff Pat Garrett. So yeah. I'm a big fan of westerns, so I probably wrote it down for that reason. And Vincent D'Onofrio is an acting talent I'm very fond of, so yeah, I'll be curious to see how his... It's not his directorial debut. I've never seen his debut, which is Don't Go in the Woods. Oh. A young band heads to the woods in order to focus on writing new songs. <laughs> Hoping to emerge, emerge with new music that will score them their big break, they instead find themselves in the middle of a nightmare beyond comprehension. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. <laughs> I kind of remember when that came out because of that, but I don't think I ever watched it. No, it was 2010, so yeah, kind of sank without a trace. But yes, um, The Kid. It, it just it looks fun. I, I Well, it doesn't look really like anything. I haven't We've not seen anything of it, but it's got a great cast. Chris Pratt and Ethan Hawke and... Yeah, Dane they're, gonna, they're gonna be good gunslingers. You know, it'll be good. Yeah, I think they're gonna look the part, and it's um, a very interesting story. Anyway, the whole Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett. So, yeah, I guess we'll see on that one, but not much information yet. Okay. Well, next up, at one I'm very, very excited for: Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. This is part of a shared universe, right? With that King Kong movie from uh, a few years ago. Um, Skull Island. Okay. Yeah, which I, which I was warned to, to never watch. <laughs> I liked it. Okay, you did. Yeah, I liked that King Kong movie. It was um kind of like it was a very bizarre mixture of elements. There were bits in it that resembled Cannibal Holocaust. There was a visual nod to Cannibal Holocaust, which is a very weird thing for a big budget movie to be doing. But um yeah, it's so Godzilla King of the Monsters is a follow-up to the 2014 Godzilla. Yeah, which sucked. Which uh, had a lot of problems, particularly the human parts of it. It um, had Godzilla in it for like 10 seconds. Exactly, but yeah. those 10 seconds... <laughs> those 10 seconds were good, but I mean, I mean, Shin Godzilla was so much a better oh, Christ. That Godzilla was movie. Yeah. That was really, really good, because what Shin Godzilla did was it actually made Godzilla frightening. Yes! Like, I was really freaked out by him, and it's also got what I think is maybe one of the spookiest final shots in any film ever. And nice. it just shows like the the things. Oh, oh, Jesus! I can't think about them. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but it's so good, Shin Godzilla. But hey, so guys, got, um, do it right. The America's... end of this trailer shows Godzilla smashing with another monster, and I'm just fingers crossed it's going to be beautiful monster battles. Oh yeah, that's what we hope because the monster battle from the end of the first Godzilla was really good, and the problem with the first one was just that they killed off their best character, yeah. um, Brian Cranston, almost immediately. So. Right. I, I'm seeing a lot of rec- uh, returning characters here, like Vera Farmiga, and um, no, she wasn't in the original. It was uh, Sally Hawkins. Oh yeah, so Sally's back. Vera, Millie Bobby Brown yep. from because Stranger Things. Um, Ken Watanabe's back. <laughs> Zheng Zi, I haven't seen her in years. 
Oh, lovely. Yeah, uh, that's good. Bradley I'm Whitford. very excited to see. Yeah, I love Bradley Whitford. Me too. And then, so of course, I'm very happy. as we said, Ken Watanabe. <laughs> I love the fact that I'm seeing a lot of the doctors here. Sorry, a lot of the cast here have Doctor before their name. Right. It makes me think they're going to make a movie like the Japanese Godzillas, where it's largely a bunch of scientists just in a room saying, what are we going to do? And then yeah. you cut to Godzilla smashing up a city and then back to them looking pensive. <laughs> yeah, did you read the synopsis on uh, IMDb? I have not. A, it says the cryptozoological agency Monarch faces off against <laughs> a battery of God-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla. Who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis? Oh my God! Uh, yeah, King Ghidorah. Yeah, King Ghidorah. So, I, sorry, I was good <laughs> to click it, but yeah, um, that, it, it's exactly what you said. It's uh, it's a my teenage self who just knew and loved all of those monsters just just kind of <laughs> squeed a little. This is just... gonna be the best. Yeah, yeah. Please be the best. Please just focus on them fighting. It's gonna be so much fun, and um, yeah, it could lead to a very interesting universe yeah yeah because what we've always wanted we want them to do the right thing have monster battles i mean throw actors in because you need that too we don't want it to be but you know if you (laughs) want the budget and i just want it i want it to be good which was i can't remember which godzilla movie it was who was directed by the guy who did versus it was um 2003 or so right we talked about Um, that when we did versus (laughs) we did and and at the end of that movie what's hilarious is um the american godzilla shows up um, the one from the Roland Emmerich movie, right. and the real Godzilla just smashes him into a building and fire breathes <laughs> him to death. So, it's so wonderful. if this if this movie does suck, then Shin Godzilla Two needs to have <laughs> the American Godzilla show up so that the proper Godzilla can take him out with his weird people it. tail. Yeah, yeah, God, um, yeah, getting Shin Godzilla. Just some of those scenes where you're thinking, "Wow, they're really getting him," and he must <laughs> he doesn't have much more he can do, and then he just completely annihilates everybody. It's like, oh, he can do lots. <laughs> That's why I was like looking at this, and the Godzilla is kind of small compared to some of these other monsters. But you know, it's mm. just like in the in the earlier series, he's he's got the oomph. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's find out. All right. Well, the next one on the list, I had to laugh at the name because I'm like, oh my god, what kind of movie is Dark Phoenix? It sounds like some '80s <laughs> um, someone who loves uh, you know crystals too much. <laughs> it's gonna be. Some... <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's the X Men. Like right away, I'm like, holy shit! So I was yeah, very excited. Was the saga famous enough to call this just Dark Phoenix? No, it was you know, not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Any comic book fan would know what the Dark Phoenix saga is, but I don't think it has the same appeal that maybe the people who are making it think it does. Right. I had no idea. It sounded terrible. Uh, I think know. very few people would put it immediately together that Jean Grey is Phoenix. She doesn't get called that much in the original X-Men trilogy, the popular ones. Right. So I think they're playing with fire there, but... Nevertheless, here we are. Um, the fourth film, I guess, the sort of prequel saga, you could call it, of the X-Men. Yeah. And I wish I was more excited about it. And I feel bad for not being. Because well, really, it's only based on Apocalypse. I think, I'm, I think I'm with you because, yeah, Apocalypse sucked. But it was entertaining. Mm. But here's the thing. We're excited because we see all these characters we love. But there's nothing yeah. really all that um, the storyline of Dark Phoenix, from what I can tell from the trailer, is a kind of boring. Well, we'll have to see because it has the potential to be interesting. The um, First Class and Days of Future Past, both of which I really liked, were interesting because it was Ma- it was Eric Lencher. Yeah, it was Charles Xavier and Eric Lencher fighting over the soul of Mystique. It was them trying to win her over to their ideology, mm-hmm. and they had these two fabulous conflicting worldviews. 
And here we have the potential for it to be that again, except they're fighting over the most powerful mutant who ever lived. And Eric Lynch, you know, Magneto wants her to just be herself, I guess, and to become, you know, who she really is. Whereas Charles Xavier is trying to fix her, kind of, you know, lock away all of her power. So there's a great moral ambiguity there as to who's right and who's wrong and what the price is going to be. And, you know, Sophie Turner as Jean Grey is just going to be caught up in the middle. So, yeah, I, I had know, to laugh. Premise... I'm like, wait, Santa Stark, <laughs> what are you doing? It's the only, <laughs> way, only thing I know her from, really. Yeah, and the jury's still out on how great an act on, you know, if she is a good actress or not. She's an emoter. Um, she's, she's very much an emoter. Yes, she is. I feel like there's a bit of a curse going on with uh, the Game of Thrones actors. Not many of them have managed to transition into no. post Game of Thrones projects well. So, it's here's so her true. second chance. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I wanted to throw oh. out here. I've fallen for it again. I'm like, hey, it's mm. the dude from Baby Driver or Cyclops. And then I just now looked up. I'm like, no, it's actually the guy from Ready Player One because they're doppelgangers. <laughs> yes, they are very similar. It's very distressing. <laughs> Uh, but it's nice to see so many people coming back. Is that the same storm as Apocalypse? Um, yes, yes, it is. Okay. Good. I liked her. Um, and the same Nightcrawler, and I love Nightcrawler. Yeah. And Quicksilver's back, and who doesn't love Evan Peters? I so. love Evan Peters as Quicksilver. That yeah. Sweet Dreams um, sequence where he runs yep. through the kitchen is one of the greatest sequences of all time. Probably, yeah. Well, it's yeah, definitely one of the best action sequences in X Men, alongside the um, the Quicksilver. At, at, fuck the nightcrawler attack in x2 yeah i think those sequences sort of stand out in the whole franchise i love it so let's hope there's something something similar in this especially since both of those characters are now together in the movie yep all right we have quick so yeah oh, go ahead i'm sorry i was just gonna, gonna thinking if we could have quicksilver like moving around really quick with everything in slow motion whilst nightcrawler's doing his like you know transporty thing at the same yeah. time yeah so cool <laughs> that would be awesome Yay. <laughs> All right, well, next up for us is, I think this is more of a reimagining if I'm catching it from the trailer right, but we're doing Men in Black International. Yes. What do you know? Yes, I think, yes, it is. It's uh, a whole different story. It um, doesn't involve any of the uh, original characters, except for, I believe we have Emma Thompson back, uh, replacing Rip Torn after he became too drunk to find the studio. <laughs> so. <Nice. laughs> I wondered about that when I saw her. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she she was in the third one, and they killed off Rip Torn's character. <laughs> he died from being too difficult to work with. Aww, and he's, um, he's gone now anyway, isn't he? Oh, was he actually dead? I feel bad. <laughs> Am I ripping into a dead man right now? I think he Am I might ripping into be a dead. dead. Torn? Oh, God. I, I should look right. that up. <laughs> no, he's not dead. He's, he's not dead. Okay. He just looks dead. Okay, good. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so Men in Black International... Um, it looks, <laughs> yeah, like you said, they've, they've now got um, a new, now it's now it's Thor and Tessa Thompson. Yes. And... It's Thor and it's uh, Valkyrie. Okay, <laughs> they're, yeah. They're reunited. So I love Tessa Thompson. She's been in nothing but great films in this last year. She's literally Liam the Neeson. best. Liam Neeson. She's literally the best. I love her. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Liam Neeson is the head of the UK yeah. Men in Black. And I really hope there's like a British Men in Black office and that it's really kind of lame as well. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca Ferguson's playing another bad guy. She was the bad guy in The Kid Who Would Be King, and she's um, some sort of villain here as well, so that's encouraging. Um, if, if any luck, I feel like Men in Black, the original, is underrated and had at the very least the potential to be my generation's Ghostbusters. Right. Because it was so funny, 
and the character dynamic worked so well and the premise was so great the idea that there are just aliens everywhere and that there's a police force who need to just go around and do really you know police forcey things like making sure people's immigration licenses are in place and stuff like that it's it's such a fabulously attractive premise and none of the sequels really capitalized on it yeah no for men sure. in black 3 was a step i feel like men know, in black in right was direction. doing really it was strong and in fact mm. everyone i've talked to always loves men in black there was there were problems with two didn't that have yeah. Laura Flynn Boyle in it? Yes, and Johnny yeah. Knoxville. Yeah, just not. They just they, they jumped their own shark. <laughs> they they just did. Said, they jumped they just their own motivated yeah, shark. Said, Why don't we just kick a crap in our movie? <laughs> you know, Johnny Knoxville's yeah, popular it, right now. Let's do it. It was very cynical, it felt like. It felt like, what did people like about the first one? Oh, right. the talking dog. We'll make him the main character. <laughs> like one of the main characters in the film. He'll be in every scene. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Totally. There's a thing called subtlety, which needs, which is important. And that's what made the first one uh, so good. You said it; it was introducing us to this universe, then it shouldn't have just been made into crap. So this this could bring us back. Could do. It's a whole new sort of part of this universe. You know, the idea of the European branch mm-hmm. of Men in Black, and it's two you know fairly good comedic actors in the lead roles. So, but I don't know. Are they a good enough odd couple? Because that was what was so great was just Will right? Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, the least likely pair in the world just being so funny together (laughs) we'll see um yeah you know because it was i I do think there was kind of the thing there that they don't want to do anymore and i'll just throw it out it's that Hmm. it's the old white guy telling the young black man (laughs) what to do through the whole movie and how to act that's fair enough yeah well how about a sort of gnarled grumpy old black guy and a young impetuous white guy we right. have that dynamic yeah, yeah. I feel so, like the, so instead this time like, they're gonna go oh, yeah because that would be like lethal weapon <laughs> oh true you're right they would have yeah. just made lethal so weapon the, the, yeah. they, of course <laughs> it's a black woman and a um alpha male so we'll see how yeah. it goes i guess i just want an age difference <laughs> i want there to be an age dynamic between them yeah but um the, the, gr- yeah, well. the grizzled old cop really worked well last time around yeah. <laughs> yeah just the cynical old you know this is a whole magical world but fuck it i'm tommy lee jones and i <laughs> right. didn't want to get out of bed this morning so fuck it let's go have a magical adventure with aliens you prick <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect all right well this one i couldn't find much on um shaft i know the original shaft yes i've read the synopsis of this there isn't really a trailer there's like a fake no. trailer so yeah what do you know yeah i saw that that was irritating um just a moment let me just uh it's back up in front of me. Isn't oh okay. So it's on IMDb as Son of Shaft. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's yeah, that's the same movie because it has Tim Story directing it. Tim Story of the Fantastic Four movies fame, <laughs> the uh, the two that were made in the noughties. Right. Uh, which is interesting, and a bunch of comedy movies like Ride Along and Ride Along Two. Terrible. That kind of deal. So now he's turned his attention to Shaft. One of the great sort of black exploitation movies of the nineteen seventies, um, and now uh, you know an important movie because I think I remember reading a thing. The BFI did a thing on black exploitation a couple of months ago, and it pointed out the importance of Shaft because it was a a male action role model who was a lead character and wasn't a pimp or um, a drug dealer or something. He was a, de- <laughs> a detective right. in his original thing. So. You know, it, it was a big deal. And then the Samuel Jackson movie, I don't really remember that well. But this seems to be a sequel to it. Because yeah. Richard Roundtree is playing Samuel Jackson's son. 
No, I'm sorry, messed that up. Richard, okay, all three shafts are in this, of course. Okay. Richard Roundtree yeah. was the original shaft. Shaft Samuel point. Jackson is playing his son, John Shaft II, and newcomer Jesse Usher is playing the youngest shaft. So, so I don't know. I don't know. They keep showing <laughs> I have pictures no idea. Of, uh, How weird. of Samuel, because that's what's going to put people in. And people keep thinking about that shaft, which wasn't good at all. So, Not really, no. I, I just remember... Wasn't Christian Bale in that playing essentially Patrick Bateman again? I don't know. That's hilarious, though, because that would be it. I think he all was. I remember is him throwing the, the badge and it embedding itself in the wood behind the. That was in all the trailers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I remember. Yeah. Oh God. Well, Richard Roundtree is in this one, who's always fun. He shows up in. We t- we talked about Shaq earlier. Yeah. Richard Roundtree was in um, Steel, his superhero movie. Right. And uh, was fairly entertaining in that too. He's quite a, he's a affable presence. He's the best, I, the, definitely. The line I always remember from Shaft is when a detective um, brushes past him, a police officer, and says, "Hey, Shaft, where are you going?" And Shaft turns around and says, "To get laid. Where are you going?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He laughs. He laughs really loud at his own joke. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Yeah. Well, cool. And that's that's charming and lovely. And I hope that it's that kind of deal. I hope so too. <laughs> All right, well, we're up to our final one that we chose to do. Like I said, this is just half, because obviously, okay. otherwise, we'd be going on for two hours, and we would oh, run Jesus out of Christ. trailers. You did this right. <laughs> we could have cut a month off of it, because we don't have trailers for a lot of these last ones. Yeah, but, you're right. But, I think we're looking a little too far ahead yeah, head. We can, we can talk about them once we do our follow-up on this in July, mm. of how they actually turned out. But um, Yes, absolutely. Yeah, last one is Child's Play, which uh, I didn't know that they would try to redo that. I think the first one stands up to the test of time, but... Yeah, you know? I watched that recently. It's still it's still a really entertaining slasher film. Yeah. Um, well, it seems that they've now given up on the endless sequels mm-hmm. to um, Child's Play because they were quite happy to do the seed of Chucky, the curse of Chucky. Yeah, those became like B movies. They, I don't think they even got released in theaters in in most cases. No, like I, seed they, of Chucky. They didn't, but they were became very surprising in terms of their. Um, respectability let me just confirm this i i, I like them i liked them all yes the weird little me boy too. and jennifer tilly doing um yes yeah, yeah just so good <laughs> yeah and the recent one um curse of chucky i think was the yeah. most recent one it was great um it was one of the best men- of the the final you know that was just two yeah. years ago yeah it had 76 percent on rotten tomatoes so it was very well respected and um you know it still had what's his name voicing yeah chucky so so I don't understand that because I'm looking at the the internet movie database and yeah, I don't too. see a voice for Chucky. They must be keeping it under wraps. Weirdly, I mean, it's got Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, and I as love the her. mother character. Yeah, um, I love her as well. Is she is she the right age to be playing a mother? It's um, yeah, she'll be a very young mother for um Andy. Well, yeah, because Andy's mom in the first one she was in her thirties. That's true. She was very young. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, no voice for Chucky, which is um, obviously the most maddening thing. You yeah, de- so you definitely I think want they're, to find they're out. probably are trying desperately hard to get Brad Dourif to do it. <laughs> they probably filmed I mean, who the is? whole movie with somebody else, and they're like, come on, Brad, here's a million dollars. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, what is Chucky without without Brad Dourif? It's... um. It's somebody imitating gonna... his voice. It'd be like when we, when Jim Henson died and suddenly all these voices became other people and you're like, wait, <laughs> what happened to your voice? I used to love you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very strange. Um, I'm looking at the poster now and they've definitely revamped Chucky's look. Yeah, I, was, I wondered his about face... that since they're redoing the yeah. first one. 
the one important thing yes. is as the other ones went on, Chucky never really got a... Uh, he just became more and more trashed. Yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> so now we get the magic again of the a little boy getting a doll that he thinks is going to love him and uh, starts trying to murder yeah. him and steal his soul. The horror is definitely a really important aspect, and it's interesting that um, they've they've updated this, and the idea is that he's going to be compatible with Wi-Fi, so I guess he's going to be getting into all the oh no gadgets around the house. Yeah, I know this could this could be horribly dated almost instantly. Oh my god, I'm so disappointed already. <laughs> I know. The thing is, the horror is one thing. Yes, there's a horror aspect to a killer doll, but it's always been quite silly. And what made Charles play so magic was just the wonder, the sheer brilliance of having sweary angry aggressive brad Dourif trapped inside of something that was so silly yeah, you felt it yeah he, <laughs> just he... the first time <clears throat> that she's holding the puppet in front of the fire and threatening to burn it and it just opens its mouth eyes and goes you bitch <laughs> starts, yes. starts trying to kill her it's so funny <laughs> and that's what i hope they don't lose in trying to make this scary again because it can be scary and funny at the same time totally <laughs> well good yeah that wraps us yeah. up um that is the list uh i'd say of all of them i'm probably uh, most excited for godzilla and um <laughs> probably i'd say if i did a top three i would say hmm. the avengers godzilla and glass uh, because i just loved unbreakable so much how about you <laughs> um i will have for my top three us immediately um oh yeah yeah, Us, Captain Marvel, which isn't the longest wait, and John Wick 3. Yeah. I think are the three that I'm going to enjoy the most. Weren't you bothered at all in John Wick 2 that he had the um, the bulletproof trench coat thing? <laughs> well, it led to some really entertaining shots, like okay. him just holding the sleeve of his um, shirt up to his face as he runs along trying to shoot <laughs> Right, people. exactly. I'm like, but, but bullets. But, okay. <laughs> but bullets. <laughs> Oh god! That the main thing I just remember about him using his jacket as a yeah. As a he just kind of like it was rain, and he kind of held his head under it, and as he ran, pie people that were shooting at him. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a little silly, but hey, I'm very happy for this to get sillier and sillier, so long as it just still has that rawness to it. I just remember sure. the shot of John Wick two where he's in a car. Um, in the garage sequence at the beginning, and someone slams their car into the side of his, and he just falls out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just incredible stunts like that is what I want. <sighs> Wonderful. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, until next time. Yeah, thank you so much. Speak again soon.